Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. The big news in baseball, of course, as you just heard it in Alex Ferrario's update, it is official according to reports across baseball. Francisco Lindor is being traded to the New York Mets. It is being finalized right now. Sounds like Carlos Carrasco, former um, Indians pitcher, is also heading to the New York Mets along with Francisco Lindor. As we get more details on that, we will pass them along. But right now, let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Thrilled to be joined by former NHL goalie, current NHL network analyst. He is Kevin Weeks joining us here on the show. Weeksy, we always appreciate the time, man. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. Yeah, everything is good. Hope everything is good for all you uh, Blues and St. Louisans out there. Hope everything's going well. It is going well. And last night, uh, my guy Alex Ferrario was on part of the broadcast as um, the Blues had their first scrimmage. And he said from everything he understood, it, it looked like Jordan Bennington was fantastic last night. What are you expecting from Bennington this year? Yeah, I'm expecting Bennington to be himself. I think, you know, he's... Uh, it, it takes a long time to be an overnight sensation, and I've been a big fan of his. I know him from back home in Toronto, and when he burst on the scene with you guys, when he finally earned his opportunity in that first game against Philadelphia, um, you know, he obviously had a shutout in that first game, and, and everything rolled from there, and I remember him seeing, seeing him shortly thereafter when the Blues played at Madison Square Garden back in New York. We had a great combo, and I just knew there was something special that, that was percolating uh, in his mind, but also in his aura and his energy and in his game. And obviously the Blues went on to win the Stanley Cup. He was incredible in that run. And not to, not to mention, he was an all-star last year too. You know, being there last year with us working with the NHL Network at All-Star Weekend there in St. Louis at Enterprise Center. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see how far he's come. I expect him to have a bounce back. I know Binner's a guy that likes the juice of the fans. He loves the crowd, as do most players. So I think it was a little more difficult for him in the bubble. Uh, as it was the rest of the Blues team. You know, keep in mind the Blues were in first place in the West last year, and I really think that the pods really hurt their team. And I had a chance to spend some time with Coach Berube, and uh, and he echoed that too. So I'm expecting Binner to be his usual self this year, and nothing less. You know, Kevin, you've been in this in this these shoes, or I guess I should say pads before, right? Where where you mm-hmm. you you have such a strong season like Bennington did, and then a season that kind of falls apart the next one. So I would imagine that confidence is probably oozing from a guy like Bennington, who has never had a normal off season these last couple of years because of the pause with the bubble, and then of course the shortened off season with the Stanley Cup championship. He's got to be thriving right now, knowing that he's had a normal off season and he could head into this season healthy and prepared with all of this confidence yeah no question I mean you know he skated too back you know he skated during the pause last year and he was working with Andy Kyoto back in Toronto and you know he put in the time it's just that he wasn't able to regain his feel and his timing and I think that was pretty much the case for the majority of the Blues lineup unfortunately uh, this offseason to your point he's had an extended offseason he's a consummate professional he was skating back home in Toronto again uh, he's been skating there in St. Louis, of course, and working with their goalie coach too. So, you know, I would expect nothing less. 
you know, I really think that one of the great things about Binner is he has that jam and that fire. And he, because he has that internally and he expects a lot of himself, he holds himself to a high standard. And he's known that he was ready. He knew he was overripe in the minors. And he knew he was ready. And that's why he was able to come in and play the way he has to this point. So I'm expecting him to be himself this year. Uh, Jake Allen's no longer there, who was really good for the Blues for a long time. He was a great mentor and played really well in the two spot and played like a one every time he got in the net for the last couple of years and supported Binner. And Billy Huso's own earned his opportunity now too. So this will be a good opportunity for him, but I expect Binner to look like himself. Former NHL goalie Kevin Weeks joining us here on 101 ESPN. Kevin, I wanted to ask you about the contract situation for him because Bennington is going into the final year of that bridge deal that he signed prior to last season as a goalie and specifically for Jordan Bennington, who we know is uh, ultra motivated. Do you think that's something that is on the back of his mind right now? Knowing like if, if this goes well this year, again, he he's got a pretty big contract potentially ahead of him. If, if everything goes as expected. Sure. Because it's been a, a different path. Every goalie has his or her, or their own path. And in and, and, and Bennington's case, it hasn't been easy. You know, I can kind of take you inside three summers ago, seeing him, at a barbecue in Toronto and him saying like, you know, weeks, yeah, I think I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you know? And then sure enough, he proved that he was over ready. And to your point, knowing what's, what's at stake and more importantly, from a team standpoint with the blues who came off of an amazing season, just a, a really tough finish for, me, for them in the bubble. But, you know, I, I think he, he knows what's at stake here. He wants to get back to, to their team, getting back to, to compete for the cup. Pardon me, Army and the staff have done an incredible job. Chief Craig Ruby and the coaching staff have, have done outstanding work in transforming that team. They're a cup contender in my eyes. They've made some changes, as you know. Unfortunately, the captain, Petro, is out of there and has gone to Vegas. Uh, obviously, Petrangelo is a great blue, one of the best to ever play there. They bring in Tory Krug, who I've been a huge fan of since he signed with Boston uh, out of Michigan State. And I think for Colton Pareko, he's going to play more minutes too, stud in his own right. So all things being equal, you bring in Hoffman, all things being equal, they're a cup contending team. Bennington knows that from a team standpoint, but to your point about knowing what's on the other end of the rainbow, potentially he's worked really hard to put himself in this position. And yeah, I'm sure that that's an additional motivating factor for him. You know, Kevin, I'm curious if I'm missing something here because I've seen a lot of national perspective looking at the Blues and then looking at the other teams. And, you know, we all can get on board with Colorado and Vegas and Tampa being favorites to win the Cup again from what this roster has looked like. But then they throw teams like Toronto and Boston in there as well, all ahead of the St. Louis Blues. Am I missing something that's kind of putting this Blues team in that second tier of being a Cup contender but not on that first tier? You're not missing something. They're missing something. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear that. You know what I mean? You're not missing anything. They're missing something. Listen, you know, I'm uh, – everybody varies where they land on the index, but I really like – I love steak. I don't love sizzle, right? So when we're there in Clayton and we, we're, when we're out in Clayton in St. Louis and I'm going for a steak, I want to make sure that it's a great top-notch steak. I don't want the plate to be empty, but there's sizzle on it. And for some people, that's the way they do it. Some people, they like the sizzle. They like the sensational. They like all those things. I love the, the substantial. I'm a performance guy. And where that's concerned, to me, the Blues have transformed their franchise. They're an elite franchise in the league right now. There's no question. So the fact that they wouldn't be in the top tier, to me, is weird. 
Um, I still feel like they have all the makings of a Stanley Cup winning team. I think the biggest thing for them is do they play the blue style? And when they play the blue style, they're not dissimilar to what the Saint, to what the uh, excuse me the LA Kings were when the Kings won their two cups. It, they defended well. They had exceptional goaltending. They were old school, new school. By that I mean they were hard on pucks. They were physical. They played from the inside of the rink out. They never gave up. You know, they weren't sloppy in giving up the middle of the ice uh, in all three zones. And they were tough to play against. And if the Blues regain that this year, or they rediscover that or commit to that, to me, they're still a top-tier Stanley Cup contender because not everybody wants to play that way. And come playoff time, it's tough to freewheel, you know? It's hard to freewheel in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The rink, I always say, goes from 200 by 85 to uh, 150 by 50. (laughs) It gets compressed. So the Blues have that ideal team that plays that way. And if they play that way, which they're capable of, look out. We're talking to Kevin Weeks, former NHL goalie, now NHL network analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, Kevin Weeks, W-E-E-K-E-S, joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Kevin, I wanted to ask you, like, kind of looking back at the Blues offseason, if you had to say what the most important addition was between Jim Montgomery, Tory Krug, Mike Hoffman, Kyle Clifford, those were kind of the most significant ones. Of those, what would you go with the most important addition for the Blues this offseason, in your opinion? I would say Tory Krug, just because of minutes, he's a, par- he's a power play quarterback. He's physical. He plays bigger than his size. He's a great pro's pro. He's a great guy. His teammates have a ton of respect for him. You know what you're getting from him on a game-to-game basis. He'll compete. He'll be physical, as I said, beyond his size. He can defend, and he's an ace on the power play. And when you're losing somebody like Alex Petrangelo, who's meant so much to the team, and don't get me wrong, the team in St. Louis has been great to him too. When you're losing a guy like Petro, those are tough shoes to fill. Now, if you had somebody internally that can do that all by themselves, okay, that's a different proposition. So let's say if you're Colorado, for example, and they had Kale McCarr come in, which you see what he is now, and they have Bowen Byram, who played for Team Canada in the World Juniors. You saw what he was, best defenseman in the tournament. (laughs) You know, that's a different proposition. But for the Blues, they already have a stud on roster in Colton Pareko, so he's going to get other minutes. But as far as their younger D, you know, they didn't have anybody that could step in like a Byram or a a Colton, uh, sorry, or the way Pareko did, yes but like a Byram or a Kale McCarr or Quinn Hughes. So you add, uh, you add Tory Krug, which I think will be huge for their group. I think he's going to be a great fit there. Uh, another guy that nothing was handed to him in this game. Remember, he played college hockey at Michigan State. He was a free agent. Mm-hmm. Nothing was handed to him. You know, he's an undrafted guy. He's earned everything he's gotten. So I think of all those guys, he's the biggest addition for the Blues. And then... I know a lot of Blues fans there in Metro St. Louis probably, well, what about Hoffman? Well, Hoffman's critical because they need a goal scorer. Yeah. Right? They don't have game breakers per se uh, outside of Laddie. So I, I really think that Hoffman is a good, economical, cap-friendly, I mean, bargain-bin price for a really good player. You know, Kevin, my final question for you, the only thing people in St. Louis seem to continue to talk about is this power play for the Blues, and you just mentioned a couple of those weapons, Hoffman, Krug, even Jim Montgomery, who's going to be kind of manning manning that yeah. that power play unit. As a goaltender that played in the NHL, that has to be a, a, a nightmare, right? Playing a, a power mm-hmm. play that, that is stacked like that for the Blues. Stacked, but what makes it more effective for them, if I put myself in the net against them mentally, is they got to have quick touches. 
be decisive, quick touches. One, two pass, one, two touches, shot. One, two, shot. Because what that does is it keeps the opposing penalty killer and the opposing goalie under duress, right? And if you can keep them under duress and keep them running and chasing and running and chasing, because what happens if you move the puck around too much, number one, you burn the clock. And then number two, you allow the penalty killers to get in position and you allow the opposing goalie to get in position. So I think that with the personnel they have, if they're decisive in their power play, uh, one or two quick touches, shot, traffic, net front presence, be it Ryan O'Reilly or whoever in and around the net, uh, I think that they can be pretty lethal. And one other guy that I want to mention, which is interesting, David Perron. Yeah. I don't know, David Perron doesn't get the love. If I'm him, I don't care if, like, I'm playing in St. Louis for the next 805 <laughs> years, if I'm him. <laughs> Weeks, the only thing that we hear lately is that he might be exposed again in the NHL expansion no. draft. And I'm like, please and don't, please do don't. Either. No. no, no. They need to keep him. He needs to keep them. Like, listen, like, that is as gold as, I don't know, Coca-Cola and <laughs> fries from McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. don't horse around with the formula. Like, he thrives there it's great to him he's great for them and he's had such a big year last year and people didn't give David Perron enough credit I think he's a slick versatile player that's become as he's gotten older he's become an even better player he always had six skills and he looks flashy and sick but he's such an effective player a gifted player and I really think he thrives playing in St. Louis and he doesn't get enough credit uh, that he deserves. Uh, I got a lot of time for David Perron in his game. Well, I was just going to ask you that, Kevin. We were talking about that on the broadcast last night. Is he the, the most underrated player in the NHL? Because he sure seems like a guy who every season flies under the radar but can put up 50 to 60 points. Totally. He, he's right in that category. He, he's, I mean, top three most underrated players, especially among forwards, that can consistently generate offense. And if you notice, too, one of the cool things about him is he doesn't have any pet spots on the ice, meaning like, he can generate offense from anywhere. Forehand, backhand, in tight, out far. Like he's a very, very highly skilled player. Uh, I would almost say elite in terms of his skill set and, and very creative in how he makes plays. And it's just sometimes you might lean on him to, to work a little harder but because of his artistry. But all things being equal, you know, that's a guy I want on my squad. I think he's a difference maker in his own way and, and does it quietly. And in a different way, like Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan obviously is, is, is a preeminent number two center in the league in the Patrice Bergeron mold, right? Like that's kind of a comp for me. And anytime you're, you have somebody that's like a Ryan O'Reilly that can compare and lock horns with Patrice Bergeron, as we saw in that cup final uh, two years ago, you're cooking with gas. So I think the blues, I'm bullish on the blues. As long as they play it, I'm going to say this, it's contingent on them playing their game. If they try to get sweet and they try to get fancy cheap, we'll let them know. But if they get out of what makes them successful, that's a different story. But if they play their game, uh, they should be competitive and they should be a team that's reckoned with uh, in terms of being an elite cup contender for me. I know they've done it. I know a lot of our listeners certainly agree with you on that. He is Kevin Weeks, former NHL goalie, current NHL network analyst for my money, one of the best in the business. Kevin, we always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and your family. Enjoy this as we are, what, less than a week away from the start of the NHL season. All the best to you guys, man. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks to all the Blues fans that watch us on the NHL network. Thanks to everybody at Enterprise because they're a huge part of our NHL family too. Appreciate you. We know they're a St. Louis company and one of my partners and one of our league partners. So we appreciate them. Thanks a million, Dad. Absolutely. Same to you. That is Kevin Weeks joining us here on 101 ESPN.